there, podcast land. You have such out once again to Combat Sports with Rhino, episode 157. So I don't bear the lead as I used to do way back in 2022. Our guest a little bit later on going 10 rounds with Rhino, 7-1 UFC heavyweight Carl Williams. It is a great interview. He is a wonderful guy, super-duper awesome. Can't wait for you guys to check that one out. So this one is our, I'm gonna, we're going to call it our New Year's edition, if you will, APB. This is going to be our... Uh, our New Year's program. So, uh, obviously, we want to say Happy New Year to the fam. Champ agrees, obviously. I hope everyone's holiday season has been fun and everyone got to eat some great food and spend some time with some friends and family. And at the very least, got some extra sleep because God knows we could all use it. So, we're going to have lots of um, – we're going to have our coverage of, uh, of the Bellator versus Ryzen. Just a recap of kind of who won from the Bellator versus Ryzen New Year's Eve card. Uh, my dear friend APB and I are going to be talking about some of our – goals and some things we want to accomplish kind of to manifest happening in 2023 we got some great q a with some members of the rhino gang and then the aforementioned carl williams 7-1 ufc heavyweight is going to go 10 rounds rhino so apb for the first time in 2023 without further ado let's get our swim chunks and our flippy floppies on and dive right in so from saitama arena in japan we had bellator versus ryzen and you know it would have been like cooler if it was a little bit more um action-packed and mobile finish heavy it wasn't <laughs> all five fights on the main card of bellator versus ryzen were decisions and all five bellator competitors beat all five rising competitors so uh there's some tough names here but i think i'm gonna do all right so at 155 we had Gadzi rabadanov beating kyoji takata by unanimous decision at 135 we had juan archuleta beating su chul uh him by split decision, the only really close fight of the night. Our guy, Kyoji Horiguchi, beat Hiromasa Ojikubo by UD. We had Patricky Pitbull at 145, beat Kleber Erbst by unanimous decision. And then 155, uh, we had AJ McKee Jr. beat Roberto D'Souza by unanimous decision in that one. So once again, Bellator 5-0 and over the Ryzen fighters over there from Japan on New Year's Eve, and I think, APB, I nailed those names. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and get away from that quickly before we figure out that I probably fucked one up, and let's get into our 2023 manifestation. So, I feel like we'll ping-pong back and forth. Uh, so, I'll, okay. go ahead and lead us, I'll go ahead and lead us off. So, one of my biggest ones for 2023 involves combat sports with Rhino. I would really like to land a major sponsor for the show. I'm talking Ooh, about... I'm talking about Coca-Cola. I'm talking about Nike, Under Armour, a major restaurant chain, you know, a major beverage, uh, even a booze or an alcohol would be great. Like just a major fucking sponsorship. None of, you know, there's lots of them. Like I watch and listen to a lot of podcasts and there's a lot, there's lots of ones that are kind of synonymous with them, you know, better help, which is a mental health. They did. They sponsor a lot of them. Uh, Athletic green sponsors a lot. And those are all great but I want to really land like a big fish. You know what I'm saying? So that's my first manifestation for 2023. What's the first one you're going to share with us, APB? Well, yours is a very good one. The first one that I'm going to share is I would like to manifest some excitement into the UFC women's divisions, like all of them. I want to see like Queen Valentina dethroned. I want to see like some shakeups. I want to see that Adam Waite division added that we all want. And I want to see my girl Tatiana come back. So that's my first <laughs> That was an odd time for a pause. You were like, Tatiana. 
<laughs> no, those are awesome, dude. I would love that. Of course, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough go to dethrone what I consider probably the most talented female fighter in the history of, of all time in MMA with Valentina Shevchenko. But would we like to see that? Of course, dude. Shakeups are good. Getting the old guard out, getting the new guard in. I love all that. So for sure, dude. So number two on my um, manifestations for 2023, I'm not an actor, APB. I don't want to be an actor. I have no desire to act in any way. Um, I'm good at being myself, which is why I do a show as myself. <laughs> but if this is the only way I can get this done, I'm going to do A to get B. So I will get a, I will get an acting role in a movie or TV show or play where I get to make out with Michelle Watterson. Because that's <laughs> the whole goal. I just want to make out with the karate hottie. As we all know, she's been my MMA crush for forever. And it's not cheating if you're in an acting role. So loophole. And I'm going to get an acting role so I can make out with the karate hottie. I don't care if it's like, you know, I'm only in there for 30 seconds. As long as I'm making out with her, that, it's worth it. It's worth it. And that's going to be something that I'm going to manifest for 2023. What's another one from you, my dear friend, APB? Well, I love that. I really hope that works out for you. Uh, <laughs> shoot your shot, so, right? Yeah, you got to. You got to. Always shoot your shot. Okay. So uh, my number two, I want to conjure some winning energy for three fighters in the UFC. So obviously first, my girl Tatiana. I want to see her come back and do really well. I watched, I rewatched the fight the other day where... She um, whoops Carla Sparza's ass, and it was so uh, sad. That is such a good fight. So I want to see her. I think that um, that she should fight Caitlin Chukagian. So I would like to see her beat Caitlin Chukagian, and then of course, you know, go on to fight Valentina. Um, the second fighter I want to conjure winning energy for is Rhino Gang member Adrian Yanez. I want to see good things for him this year, and I want to see him fight Dominic Cruz. I think that he can easily beat Dominic Cruz, and I think that would be a good win for him. And the third fighter I want to conjure winning energy for is Alexander Volkanovsky. I want to see him beat Makachev, and I just want to see good things for him. I think he can take Makachev and... I think that would be a really good fight, and I can't wait for it to come up in February. Wow. So, yeah, it looks like Adrian Yanez is going to be fighting another Rhino Gang member in Rob Font next. That's what that's what I'm reading and hearing, so we'll have to get, wait and see what happens there. If he's able to get by Rob, I could totally see him fighting somebody like Dominic Cruz um, as a big level up if he's able to get through Rob. And then, yeah, of course, we love Tatiana Suarez here. I actually have a uh, – she's involved in another question a little bit later on down the line. So, yeah. All those are fantastic as well. I love them. So another one I'm going to try to manifest in 2023 is the amount of times uh, or the amount of time I spend doing things that are better for my health. Now, a lot of people, when the new year comes along, you know, they'll join a gym for a month or they'll curtail their drinking for a month or whatever. I'm not planning. And then they quit, right? <laughs> they go back to what they're doing. Yeah. I'm not saying anything specific. I'm just saying I'm going to try it a little bit better on doing better things for my health, overall health. For 2023, you know, that's going to be less salt and sugar in the diet. That's going to be more time in the pool for, you know, my pool exercises. That's going to be, you know, just some things that I try to do, not just for mental, but physical health, but for mental health as well. You know, more, more breaks, taking more time for fun and things like that. So yeah, just overall improvement in health for the old Rhino in 2023. So that's another manifestation for 2023 this year. What about you? What's your next one? Our girl APB. 
Well, that kind of goes along with one of the ones I wrote for myself, but I put that as number five. But maybe to go along with yours, I'll move my number five up up a little notch. And I just put that the energy that I would like to manifest for that is called harden the fuck up, literally. <laughs> because your girl APB has gotten soft this year and she needs to get back, get back on the elliptical machine and um, throw some punches <laughs> and literally harden the fuck up. <laughs> Well, harden the fuck up. That could be on a t-shirt. I could see that on a t-shirt for sure. <laughs> you on the elliptical wearing the harden the fuck up shirt. I could totally see it. So yeah, that's a great one. It absolutely coincides with that one from me. Um, for the next one, so everybody who I've been friends with for long enough, I eventually will talk about it, that Metallica is my all-time favorite band. I love Metallica. I love about 30 Metallica songs. And I don't mean just like, but I love about 30 different Metallica songs. So they are by far and away the band that I have loved for the longest and loved the most, and they're still together, which is fucking insane. But so th there is another band that's very high on my list of my favorites, and that's the Butcher Babies, who of are... Do, I know about do, them. Yes, you do. Well, you and I have been friends for long enough not to. So, um, they are a dual female-fronted metal band, and, and I love them, and I've been a big fan of them for a long time. However, I have seen Metallica live about five times in my life. I've been fortunate enough to do that. I've never seen the Butcher Babies live, not one time. Oh, wow. That surprises uh, me. I know. And one of them's from a hometown, like right next to my hometown. But um, they rarely come back to Michigan. And when they do, they rarely come to the Detroit side. They usually uh, have been on the west side of Michigan. So I would really like to see the Butcher Babies live this this year of 2023 I, I you know i'm just such a huge fan of their music and they put on a phenomenal live show which i've watched on youtube from various places so yeah good to see the butcher babies in 2023 what's the next one on your list my dear okay well since i conjured up some winning energy i also want to conjure up some loser energy but i'm only going to pick one person that i want to lose this year and my loser energy this year goes to patty pimblett and i would just really <laughs> like to see him get an ass beating and i've handpicked someone to beat his ass would you like to oh, know who that is a mercenary yes i want to see who this is okay i have handpicked jalen turner to get the honor of beating patty pimblett's ass because you know he could do it and it would oh. be just so fun to watch jalen will truck Patty Pimblett, if they yes. fight any Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yes. They would like, they could, they could mop up the blood with his chode <laughs> haircut. Because their blood would be everywhere. He, you know, he's going to get slept. Easily. <laughs> easily. Oh, dude, if you want Patty to get beat up, I think Jalen Turner is a phenomenal fucking person <laughs> to pick for that one. So, yes, I could totally see that happening. So, this is the one that I fought over internally because, like, I love the idea of it and have loved the idea of it for many years, but like I, there's enough things that I don't want to do that me, keep me from doing it, but I feel like it's the right thing to do. I should do it, and, and that's what I'm going to try to manifest. So International Fight Week this year, Las Vegas, July, I, I need to go. Now, yeah, you should I go. Hate, I hate traveling, okay? I know. I hate I know. traveling. I double hate the heat. <laughs> you're talking about Las Vegas is already hot. You're talking about you're talking about Las Vegas in July. I went in bro. August and it was miserable. So yeah, you're yeah. gonna be hot. Yeah, and I and I hate that. I hate the heat. I hate the travel. I hate all that shit. But 
Would I love meeting a whole bunch of people I've had on my show in person? Of course. Would I love seeing people I've never met before talk to? 100%. A lot of homies from MMA Twitter would be there. I would love to meet and talk to them in person for the first time. So, yeah, it's really something that the 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 pros have got to outweigh the cons. And I really i am starting to lean that way as far as. So, yes, I think International Fight Week is going to have to be a go this year. And I may wear some sort of apparatus on my head that, like, maybe holds ice. <laughs> or something along those lines, or you know, I don't know. You need one of those fan necklaces for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put three of them on me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to figure out a way to you know make that a little bit more comfortable. But yeah, international fight with this year. What about you, APB? Okay, well, my last one is that I would like to normalize shutting the fuck up. Let me explain what that means. Okay, like. Now it's so easy to give your opinion about everything. Like we're bombarded with opinions from everywhere. And I think that sometimes it's important to also just shut up. And I would also like to see that in the UFC uh, fighters, sometimes I would just like for them to shut the fuck up. Like, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your politics are. I just want to see you fight. I don't really want to hear you running your mouth a lot. Unless you're like talking about, you know, nice things that are good for humanity and you're doing some charity work. I want to know all about that. I don't want to know about all your bullshit. So APB's final manifestation is to normalize shutting the fuck up there, fighters. So we can all get on board with that from some of these jokers, that's for sure. So my last one for this one will be, I'm going to land an interview with my all-time favorite fighter, Chuck Liddell, my current favorite fighter, Francis Ngannou, or probably the the guy I was the fight fan for the longest, and that's George St. Pierre. So, I'm either going to interview Chuck Liddell, GSP, Francis Ngannou, or the trifecta and get all three. That is my last it. manifestation for 2023. That's APB and I doing our 2023 goals, uh, resolutions, manifestations, whatever you want to call it, that we're going to try to make happen in 2023. So, since we do not have fights again this coming weekend, there is the LFA to watch, thank God, but that's just Friday. But we have no UFC this weekend. But this is the last Saturday we have to go without a UFC. So since there's no UFC to make picks for, we are going to start with our Q&A. And I know our first one comes from our homie from up in Canada way, the Rage of Sweet Potato. RSP, what do you got for us this week, my dude? Okay, well, this week, RSP wants to do a lightning round with you. So I'm going to go through a list of questions, and you choose which one you like better. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Orange juice or apple juice? Apple juice. Tea or coffee? Tea. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Chips or crackers? Chips. I know what I know what this next one's gonna be. Pie or cake? Neither. <laughs> neither. Oh, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. You don't like pie either? I know you I don't, don't like, like pie cake. Either. Yeah, I don't like cake. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I, love brownies. I know, I, love brownies, I know. Dude. Rhino loves brownies. He hates cake and pie, which yeah. I think that like you not liking cake is like your only personality flaw that I know, <laughs> but it's a big one for me who's a baker. <laughs> but I love you anyway. Thank you. Okay, let's continue. We have a few more. Okay, so okay. Coke, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Sprite or Seven Up? Sprite. Ham or turkey? Ooh. 
Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go. I love them both. I'm gonna go with turkey. Okay. Jam or jelly? Jam because it's real fruit, not just juice with pectin. Yeah, I agree. Um, beer or whiskey? Whiskey. Okay. I would pick neither. I'm. I have to have a uh, wine or vodka. <laughs> Can't drink beer. With <laughs> I know that about you too. <laughs> Is that the uh, is that the last question of the that's the last that's the oh, last of the lightning round. That was good, dude. RSP, thank you very much, my dude. Um, I know our next one comes from the screen queen supreme herself, our girl Jess. Jess, what do you got for us this week, my dear? Jess wants to know what is one fight you're hoping happens in 2023. First, foremost, and above all, John Jones finally moving up to heavyweight and taking on Francis the Predator and Ganu for the belt. That's the fight I want to see the absolute most in 2023. It has everything. It's got my favorite fighter of all. Well, it's got my favorite fighter in the whole UFC, Francis Ngannou, the, the real heavyweight champ. The guy who I literally think is big enough, strong enough, hits hard enough to knock John Jones into the fucking stratosphere, put an end to all this. John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. John Jones can fight in any weight class and be great. John Jones is so good. Oh, my God. Fuck that. Francis is going to hit him on the jaw. And we've talked about this on the show before. Is John Jones up there in the top maybe three or four? Absolutely. Is the most, most talented fighters of all time. Is John Jones a more talented, like skill to skill, technique to technique fighter than Francis Ngannou? Of course he is. Of course he is. Is that going to help him when even after four or five missed shots, that one lands on his chin and his eyes go cross and he goes to sleepy sleep for a little bit? No, it's not going to help him at all. So Francis Ngannou winning against John Jones, retaining the belt. John Jones could come back at heavyweight and fight somebody else later if he wants. I don't care. Francis Ngannou is putting him out in 2023. Woo! The one got me fired up, Jess. I appreciate that shit. All right. I've been deprived of fights for too long. Okay. Right. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Get into our third one from the motorcycle ride madman himself, our homie, the Dean Dog. Dean, what do you got for us, my dude? Okay, Dean wants to know, what was the best Christmas gift you ever received or favorite Christmas memory? And he wants to wish you a Happy New Year. Well, I want to wish you a Happy New Year, too, my friend. Um, yeah, and so I've talked about, like, as a kid, what my favorite one was, getting that Nintendo that year and spending time with the family. So I figured I'd switch it up and do my favorite gift as an adult, which is actually fairly recently. I'm going to say maybe two or three years ago. Um, and that's when I got – my parents got me this fucking suit. Now – for anybody who knows me, I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy. I wear jeans and t-shirts all the time. If I have a meeting at work, I will wear khakis and a polo. But other than that, you're catching me in jeans and a t-shirt. And, uh, you know, depending on the weather, you know, maybe some basketball shorts here and there. But my parents got me this really beautiful suit, a beautiful three-piece black suit. I want to say it's Brooks Brothers, but don't don't quote me on that. I think that's what it is. Really, really um Fantastic material, really comfortable, looks really, really good. So, um, again, it was a really nice quality uh, and not, not something I would have ever bought myself. You know what I mean? But I've got this beautiful suit. It's up in the garment bag, in the closet as we speak. Um, yeah, so i got to say that's probably my favorite gift as an adult that I've gotten because it just it's such a pretty suit. And um, like I'll probably only break it out two or three times a year. So it's actually going to last me on like most of my other stuff, which I – break or champ breaks every fucking couple of months so yeah that's my answer on that one d-dog thank you very much my dude all right let's get into our home with the doc 
Doc, what do you got for us this week, my brother? Doc wants to know, how was the vacation to Virginia this year? Well, the vacation to Virginia was awesome, dude. Um, it's a long trek. You know, it was like nine hours there. Uh, we, we got We saved a little bit of time on the way back. I'm not sure how, but <clears throat> there is, there is, it's something to be said about like, you know, that term where the absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's true. Um, because, you know, because of COVID and because of everything else, it was, it's been years since I've seen my younger sister and, uh, you know, her family has grown a lot. So now I've got three nieces and I hadn't even met the two little ones. So that was really nice. And Virginia was about 20 degrees warmer than it was here. So that was all right to have it be like, you know, in the mid fifties, early, you know, low sixties every day. And just got to see the family, got to see one of my cousins lives nearby. So got to see her and her family and ate a bunch of delicious food and spent a lot of time together. Um, watched Michigan lose to TCU, which wasn't great, but it was still fun to watch with my dad and my brother-in-law. And, um, yeah, it was a really good time overall, dude. So thank you very much for asking that one, my broski doc. All right, let's get into my homie, Brian from the Home and Sale. Holster, what do you got for us this week? Brian wants to know, what is the fight card theme you haven't seen yet, but you think could work in the UFC? So this is a great fucking question. If you remember the season of Tough, where the Black Zillions were taking on uh, the, you know, taking on ATT. <clears throat> that was a really good idea, I thought, right? Because you had real beef between the two gyms. You had a lot of high-level fighters out of both gyms. Um, a lot of shine for both. I thought it was a great idea. And I think, I think you could do that on a big scale or a UFC scale. But I'm going to stay away from that for now. I want to see state versus state. So I want to see like a UFC card that has maybe 14 fights and you've got, you've got 14, um, you've got 14 overall fighters, right? I'm sorry. You don't have 14 overall, right? You have, what, what would that be? If you have a uh, 14 fights, you've got 28 overall fighters and let's have half of them be from California and half of them be from, let's say Florida, right? So let's do California versus Florida or Texas versus New Mexico or Colorado versus massachusetts you know what i mean like and have it be this really big epic thing they don't have to be from the same gym they just have to be from that state so i would love to see state versus state that would be a really cool theme for a fight night right um and there's a lot of really talented fighters you talk about like from nevada you know what i mean you could take all the fighters from las vegas and have them fight all the best fighters from new mexico it would be a really cool idea and i would love to see that shit so yeah if, if rhino's playing uh playing sean shelby and matchmaker that's something i would like definitely put for vote up to Dana White and the brass of the UFC to have like a state versus state fight night or a couple of them. That'd be kind of fun. So that is my answer on that one. Also, that was a great question, dude. So let's go ahead and get into our next one, which comes from the homie Decrons, who was up early enough this week to get one in on time. <laughs> we appreciate you, my brother. So what do you have for us this week, dude? Maybe that's his New Year's resolution to, to get, get the up before noon. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Decrons. We love you. We love okay. you. So Decrons wants to know, if you could choose anyone on the roster from any weight class, who would you like to see become champ and why? Much love, Rhino Gang. Rhino Gang, gang, gang. So, dude, it's we talked about her already on this show. It's Tatiana Suarez, bro. She's at the top of the list. I would love to see. Now, the word is she's going to come back at 125 and then probably work her way back down to 115. I like her at 115. Because I like the idea of her fighting uh, Zhang Wei Li to maybe get the 115-pound belt. Now, so Tatiana Suarez is definitely number one. Now, number two would be Brandon Moreno. 
Um, I really like Brandon Marino. I always have. I love his jab. I love his attitude. I love everything about the guy. I do not like uh, Figueredo. Okay? <laughs> I'm not a fan of his at all. They've had some great fights. I would love to see that one finally get put to bed when they have their fourth fight this year. Um, I would love to see Moreno win and win emphatically, put an end to that rivalry, get that division starting to move forward with some new blood, some new talent. Brandon is young. He is still hungry. I think he could defend against, you know, several guys for a while, bring a little fucking, you know, uh, more interest back into that. Cause they've had some great fights and this one's going to be a lot of interest and, a lot, and I think another great fight. But after this is over, we need some new blood. We need some new things. Uh, kind of like you talked about earlier in the show, APB, you need to get the division moving forward with some new faces, some new stars, and try to build up some new rivalries. So that, definitely Tatiana Suarez, number one. Again, that being at 115, not 125, which looks like she's going to come back at. And then Brandon Moreno at 125, beating Figgy, and then moving forward in the division. So those are my answers on that one. To our broski decrons, and once again, we thank you very much for getting up on time and getting that question in, my dude. All right, I think we've got uh, two. I think they're tied in, though. I think they're just going to be back-to-back because I think D-Range is the best engine there in the biz. Just tied them together. So, Juicy Fruit Baby from the Friendly Sparring Pod. Take it away, my dude. Hey, what's up, Rhino? You know who this is and what I do. Um, got me thinking recently. So, uh, in, in betting, in sports betting, there's something called futures, which is kind of like you bet on a prediction. And with MMA, what they have for that is like, you know, who will be the champion in what division by the end of 2023? And there's like multiple options, you know? And um, the guy that uh, is the producer for Ariel's MMA Hour um, is a betting guy and put some futures on Yuri Prohaska and Magomed Ankalaev to be the champion at the end of 22. Both of them fought for a title. Neither of them lost, and he still did not get to cash that ticket. How fucking crazy is that? So what I wanted to <laughs> get your thoughts on the like state of the light heavyweight division, like what's going to happen in that title fight with Jamal and Glover, and what would it look like if, you know, Yuri comes back and fights the winner of that? Like That'd be crazy. Oh, and one more thing. I want everyone listening to this to go to open up their Twitter app and um, search for the account at Aaronish Jackson. You may remember this is my old personal account when I got a new one. It's not the same one, but the handle was still available, so I took it. So you got to follow. Okay, thanks. Okay, so here's what I'm looking at as far as 205 goes. I think that Jamal Hill is going to be Glover to share. We talked about this on the show previously. It's not just that I think he's going to, but like... I, I want him to because I'll be the first Rhino Gang UFC champion. So I'm rooting for that. Plus, he's from Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all in on that. Now, I'll say that if Yuri gets back to 100%, and that's a big if, because according to everybody, his shoulder is in such bad shape. Um, it's going to be a while before it gets back to 100%. Is that going to be three months, six months? Who knows? You know what I mean? And then will he be the same fighter? If Yuri is the same fighter coming back, like I've talked about many times, there is nobody at 205 who I think is as good in the octagon as Yuri Prohaska, dude. Between the physical skills that he has, between the crazy that he is mentally <laughs> and, the, and the self-belief that he has and the whole samurai code that he goes by and his everything that encompasses this dude screams fighter, okay? Magomed Ankalaev is a fantastic fighter. <clears throat> On his best night versus Yuri's best night, Yuri wins... I'm going to say 99 out of 100 times to me, right? Uncle Live is a very good fighter, but he's just in the wrong era if your prospect comes back. Now, you got to look at it in the, in the aspect of, 
from the aspect of if Yuri comes back, but he's not the Yuri of old. If he's a step slower, if his shoulder just won't hold up, then that really opens it up for Magomed Ankalaev or Jamal Hill to both kind of take the reins at 205 and run it for a while. I, I like that idea of um, of Hill and Ankalaev fighting at some point. Obviously, Glover Teixeira will still be in the mix, even if he loses to Jamal Hill for another couple, you know, maybe maybe another year. I mean, I know he's 42 now or 43, but maybe for another year or so, he'll be in the mix. But again, it's the Yuri Prohaska show. It all kind of revolves around him and what he comes back and looks like. And if he doesn't, then we'll have to see Jamal Hill and Magomed Ankalaev duke it out for supremacy at 205. I mean, really, because they're both really, really good fighters. But Yuri is the man. So that is my answer on that one, Juice. And then, yes, follow Juice on his Aaron Ish Jackson Twitter handle. Fam, he is, um, he's definitely going to get... He's definitely going to get some traffic, I think, moving on that thing, and he'll he'll, he'll get back to you if you want to if you want to leave him a message. He definitely gets back to you really really quick. And so yes, Juice, you know we love you for Juicy Food, baby. So we appreciate your voicemails, my dude. All right, APB, we are going to careen our way into our ten rounds with Rhino with UFC heavyweight Carl Williams. After a quick word from our sponsor, our lovely sponsor who we love, K and R Design. Hey, Rhino gang, are you looking for a piece of furniture to tie the room together? Maybe make it feel a little bit more homey. How about a beautifully restored dresser for the bedroom or an end table for the family room? We'll look no further than my good friends at K&R Designs. You got a piece of furniture that needs restoration? They got you covered. Looking for a new addition to your home decor that's already been beautifully done? They got you there too. We're talking dressers, armoires, kitchen tables, cabinets, nightstands, any and all wood furniture you can think of, they've got or can get for you. So check out K&R Designs in-store at 101 West Chicago Boulevard in Tecumseh, Michigan, or on their website, knrcustomdesigns.com. Check out their Facebook page, K&R Home Deco, that's D-E-C-O, to see everything they have and the amazing work that they can do. You can also call and order at 517-605-7173. They accept PayPal, Venmo, Square, Cash, Check. They accept them all. So if you want the absolute best of the best and restorative wood furniture creators, you got to check out K&R Designs. Tell them you're a member of the Rhino Gang, and that'll get you 20% off your very first purchase. Once again, check out K&R Designs, Combat Sports with Rhino's proud sponsor. Oh, fight fan, we got ourselves another fantastic guest going 10 rounds with Rhino again this week. UFC heavyweight, seven and one. Carl Williams is joining us today. Carl, thank you so much for taking the time today, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, we are super we are super stoked to have you on, my man. So basically the first round with Rhino was always the same for the fighters, and I love to get the background story. What's the origin story about you first got involved in this crazy wacky world of MMA, dude? Uh I was trying to actually get back into wrestling. Um I was truck driving at the time. I was trying to get back into wrestling. I called my friend um, Cody Durden. We, me and him, um, he also, he's also in the UFC. We wrestled in high school together. So I was like, hey, man, um, I'm looking for an MMA gym. Well, I'm looking for a wrestling gym, trying to get back into wrestling. And he was like, yeah, come to my gym. Did not know it was an MMA gym. I'm thinking, like, okay, I have wrestling classes. I'll go there, you know, get back in the shape, try to work my way up the wrestling ranks to hopefully try to qualify for the Olympics. And get to the gym. It's an MMA gym. They do wrestling, but it's grappling wrestling for MMA. And I end up just 
kicked, kept taking the class. So I'm like, shoot, I'm here. I need something to do anyway to keep in shape because, like I said, I'm truck driving, and I just lost a bunch of weight trying to get down and get healthy. So I was like, shoot, let's keep doing it. And I just love the sport. Fantastic, dude. Now, your first UFC fight is going to be March 11th at UFC Fight Night. Your opponent that night is Lucas Brzezinski. What, if anything, do you know about him and what you'll need to be prepared for uh, getting into the cage that night, buddy? He's Polish. Um, we have similar stats. I think he's an inch tallest. But, uh, you know, Jan always talks about that um, Polish power, so got to watch out for that. <laughs> I don't know if it runs into everybody from Poland, but, hey, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm prepared for it just in case. But um, can't really find too much on him. You know, most of his fights were overseas. That's the one thing when you fight um, people from overseas or just in other countries, their stuff isn't as accessible as ours. You know, they have um, different YouTubes, probably different um, avenues. Even like some people in America, depend on what um, organization they fight with, it's hard to find their fights. So I think I've probably only seen like one. I've seen his UFC fight. Um, I saw his contender series fight. I haven't watched all of them all the way through. It's so early in the camp. I'm just worrying about myself. But sure. But, um, yeah, I haven't really seen too much or heard too much about him. Well, you got plenty of time between then and now to get a little more footage on him and have your coaches uh, check that part out. So, dude, this is technically going to be your first fight in the UFC, but you fought and won in the PFL, obviously on Dana White's Contender Series. Do you think being under the bright lights already is going to kind of help calm the nerves and make you more confident going into that UFC debut in March? It will, but a lot of the promotions I've fought with, um on the smaller scale had big um uh, like big venues different things like that so fighting in front of a good crowd and i know you know the ufc is always bigger better than most things but um being the pfl one was in like a studio so you didn't really get you got the camera you got accustomed to the cameras being right in your face and having to be on cue for everything but as far as being in front of that crowd you didn't get that um that energy, that feel, you know, uh, I got it a little bit. I got, I was, on, I was able to, it was an honor. Chris Barnett, um, great guy, training partner for a little bit recently. Um, he had allowed me to corner him for that, um, Nate Diaz card. So that was my introduction to that, you know, being able to feel that energy of an arena and how the UFC puts on a show, like what you have to expect backstage, walking out and different things granted i wasn't the athlete um you know performing but even just feeling it walking out and being in that bubble of the fight you know the fighters bubble that was uh, amazing so i think that more so well everything got me prepared for it so i think i should be good you know 100% dude and of course I love that you mentioned Chris Barnett I've had him on my show what an amazing funny crazy guy we love him over here so yeah dude that's awesome now this is funny and I don't know if you know this or not but on March 11th 2023 you'll be making your walk uh, for the UFC that's almost exactly four years to the day since your amateur debut for the NFC promotion in Atlanta now you have six AMI fights eight pro fights later do you think, or did you think when you got into it, maybe just that after that first amateur fight, that just four years later you're going to be performing for the biggest MMA promotion in the whole world, dude? Not at all. Wow, you did your research because I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just get updates. I was like, dang, I, I get updates from Facebook all the time. I'm like, hey, you had this fight this month. You had this fight this month. I'm like, dang, like every month I don't post them, 
but I, you know, you always get the notifications. Sure. Like, hey, you fought this month. You fought this. I was like, dang, I fought almost every month of the year. You know, <laughs> so that is amazing. I don't. No, I did not know that. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, um, it'll, and, it'll literally be almost four years to the day, like two or three days off from your very first Amy fight to that fight, almost four years to the day. Pretty crazy. Wow. And it's so crazy now that you mention that. I was actually supposed to go pro March of, um, shoot, this is where my timeline gets. I think 2020, right when COVID started, because when they shut the country down, that was 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, the world. When they shut the world down, I was actually supposed to go pro March 28th of that year. And then, because I fought, I think, um, I, I fought an amateur fight in February, and I had an opponent and everything set up for March 28th, and it got canceled because of COVID, and, you know, that's why I didn't debut. So that would have, if that had happened, you know, everybody else, talked, like how you just did, like the stories, that would have been perfect. It would have been like you, amateur debut, pro debut, and your UFC debut all in the same month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That March would have been my month. I don't care what it. I would have had to change my birthday. But I'm celebrating all my kids' birthday. Everything is celebrated in March from now on. If that have happened. Yeah, that's so awesome, dude. Yeah, again, it's just it's one of those things. that almost seems maybe it's predestined. Like this was supposed to happen there, you know, here and now and then. And uh, yeah, we're all really looking forward to it, dude. So tell us about something that I'm very much looking forward to hearing about, and that is. Growing up in the Virgin Islands, dude. Now, for those of us like me who are from Detroit, where it is nothing but cold and dreary, except for the three months in the summer where it's too hot, tell us about the the, the paradise that is the Virgin Islands, Carl. Um, it's a, I'm, I, it's amazing. The weather's great. The people are great. It's just a, it's a completely different lifestyle. You're just. Um, you know, you get your, you do your job, but your job isn't like every single day. You don't have, uh, it's so funny because everybody that has the American dream, the American dream, which it is true. Like coming from the Virgin Islands, coming here, like the American dream is still there. And, uh, you know, I've, the, me making it to the UFC is proof of it, but we don't have that like grind of every day having to like push, like trying to, ah, let's see the hardness of America, like it's an island. So it's more like laid back. You find your job, you know, you work there, you might, you know, move up, but you're, you're never really like, ah, I know what I living. It is different than trying to have to explain it. Cause like, sure, me sure, few, sure. like me and a few people coming from like the islands, we talk about it all the time because like, well, you go back home, you know, you work, you come home, you relax on the weekends, you go to the beach, you hang out with your friends. If you like, if you like the bars, you go to the bar, like now, recently, um, me and my cousins were older, and I have a big family. So when I, when we go back to St. Thomas, we always go like on a boat cruise. We we you know rent a boat for probably I think like a thousand dollars or something. Everybody pitches in like a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, depending on how many people. And um, we just island hop. We go from you know St. Thomas, we go over to St. John. You know, have multi different spot stops, and and my cousins they still do that. They still live down there, and they do that not every weekend but they do that often i have a friend he you know lives on there he does it more than they do but it's it's just an easy way of life it's a great way to live if you're retiring or if you get tired of the day-to-day just grind of being in the states man i I recommend you moving to the islands and you know look out i think kenny i listen to country music i think kenny chesney lives down there mainly he lives on st john so look come on down to margaritaville 
<laughs> no, dude. Anytime I've ever looked at anything either on YouTube or seen something on the Travel Channel about the U.S. Virgin Islands, it just looks like like the most idyllic situation ever and just pure paradise. So yeah, I've never been, um, but that that might be the uh, last selling point. I need to get down there and check it out, my dude. So for those of us who follow, go ahead. Oh yeah, come on down. I have I have two friends that I invited down. My mother, she just started Airbnb, but she had, she used to rent out apartments. And um, I have two people from the team that that going down. One is leaving in a few days on the twentieth, and there are the people who went already. They loved it. They were they they were trying to go back. And I have people going down again. So if you ever want to go, just let me know. I certainly will, Carly. I very much appreciate that, my dude. Now, for those of us who follow you on Instagram already, we know that you are quite the chess player. Can you kind of tell us where you picked that up and how you kind of became so good at chess, my dude? Well, I'm beating my son right now, so I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I always like puzzle games, you know. So you know, even on the phone, like I'll find like a puzzle game, and that's how I learned about I always hear about chess and different things, you know. Um, and you, I like medieval stuff. So, you know, they always, every medieval movie, TV show, they always playing chess or some sort of a game very much close to chess, depending on if you're in like the, um, real fantasy realm, I mean, genre, but yeah, just picked it up, playing it on the phone. Then my son randomly came home one day. He's like, I want to join chess club. I was like, there we go. Cause I do not want to play football other than on football or anything. So he tried that stuff and he was like, chess club. I was like, there we go, a sport that that sport that I like. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that that made me pick it back up. And then um, Queen's Gambit, watching that movie on Netflix. I, like I said, before the movie came out, I was already like interested in chess. And then I watched that movie, and I went into a deep, you know, you got that YouTube or internet search dive. So I started looking at the grandmasters, longest chess game, all kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, you really, yeah, you really dove in head first into the whole chess world, and you can tell, man, you're really good at it. I'm terrible at it for sure. Um, so, buddy, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, and I wonder if this is going to be your answer. But if you weren't a fighter, if fighting wasn't a part of something that we could do as a career, what do you think you'd be doing otherwise? Would you go back to the truck driving, or is there something else you'd really like to sink your teeth into career-wise? I'll probably go back to the truck driving just for job security and i loved it you get to meet i love the biggest thing with anything i do i love meeting people i love people's stories i could tell you about all kind of people that i met across the country and different um events you know meeting them so i'll probably go back to truck driving just as far as um just because i like the day-to-day of it you know you're driving on the road you actually get more time to actually talk to your family because while you're driving you know you hop on a phone call hey mom how you doing hey dad how you doing hey sis and you get to talk to them because you have like 11 hours a day that you're driving. Yeah. So you have a lot of time to to catch up with people. Now it's harder to catch up with people because now I'm training so much. So I don't have the phone in my hand or, you know, I'm actually physically doing stuff. So it's different. But I'll, I don't know what else I'll do other than truck driving. This is the thing. Even with MMA, the way I even started, I'll, something would pop up and I end up doing that. I'll pool cleaning or, you know, it'd be something random. But it got to be something where it's like enjoyable. Yeah, dude, it's so funny is that I had I did a lot of research obviously uh, before I before I called you up today, but I did not know about the truck driving part. Now it's funny is that I, I watched a movie today before I gave you a call before our interview time, and that movie just happened to be over the top with Sylvester Stallone, which is all based on long haul truck driving, dude, and arm wrestling. <laughs> it was like it was prefaced perfectly before I gave you a buzz, dude. So um, now we talked about you growing up in the Virgin Islands, and I know. 
Caribbean cuisine is some of the best in the whole world. But when, even though you and I are both heavyweights, you still got to cut weight. You know what I mean? You still got to watch your weight. You still got to make sure you are, um, you know, eating healthy, especially in camp leading up to a fight. But after the fight's over, Carl, and it's time to hang out with the friends, the family, everybody have a good time, really throw down on some good grub, some things maybe you've deprived yourself of for a while. What are you going to get and where are you getting it from, my dude? If it's close by, I am going to an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. If it's close by, that's where I'll go in first hand. <laughs> uh, after the PFL fight, I went to this um, all-you-can-eat buffet in Orlando. Amazing. I think I ate um, seven lobsters and then crab legs as the side. I didn't even know what else I ate, but those were the main things. I was like, look, I'm getting my fill on lobster and crab legs <laughs> in this place in Orlando. After the contender series, I was trying to find one of the hotels. I kept getting um, all these like Instagram stuff. You know how they know exactly what you're thinking and doing. So sure, I sure. kept getting all these all you can eat crab places in Vegas, but I was not able to get to one because right after I did the contender series, I started the PI is available to you. I went. I went and got tested for everything. <laughs> yeah, I would. I wouldn't make a, a joke, but I don't know how the audience might take it. But I'm like, you swear I had something about the way I was up there getting tested. I was like, look, if it's available, I'm gonna use it. And thank you for allowing me to be here. <laughs> right, right, dude. So I did not get my crap. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I really do. So basically, uh, Carl, we have we have careened our way to the final round with Rhino, the tenth round. It's just the easiest one of them all. Can you just share your social medias with us so everybody in the Rhino gang can kind of tune in and follow you along in your career? And, you know, I know you got an Instagram, but I heard you say something about Facebook. Can you, can you just share your social medias with us, dude? Um, Facebook is Carl Williams. And Instagram is Carl Williams UFC. And I have a Twitter. I don't know how to work it, but I have a Twitter. And it's Carl W-I-L 9268898. Nine four zero. I don't know how those numbers got there, but that's I don't understand Twitter. So I got well, like I'm following like two people, Cody Durden and um and of uh, the UFC. So I'm still trying right. to figure out Twitter. I don't. I really don't understand Instagram too much, but I'm I'm a little bit better than that, and I'm I'm a little bit better than that on Facebook. So I'm still trying to figure out all this stuff, especially not just scrolling. Like I'm accustomed to just scrolling now. When you're trying to figure out these algorithms <laughs> and all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, definitely, Rhino Gang, let's all get on board and let's follow Carl. Please. Uh, either especially on Instagram and Facebook. It's like that's where he's most active. Uh, that's where I follow him is on Instagram, and it's a great follow. So let's all follow him. Let's all get on the train for uh, to support him for March 11th at UFC Fight Night. Dude, Carl, again, thank you so much for taking the time out today. We really, really appreciate you and hope you have a great rest of the holiday season, my dude. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. This is Carl Williams, and I just went 10 rounds with Rhino. Carl, dude, thank you so much, my guy. That was awesome. We are super-duper rooting for you moving forward. Can't wait to watch you in the next UFC fight, my dude. All right, let's get our shout-outs and our outros to our forum contributors. To the Rage of Sweet Potato for that lightning round. For Jess, the Scream Queen Supreme. To Dean Dog, you know we love you, brother. To our homie, the Doc. To Brian from the Home and Sale. To D. Kronz for getting up on time. To Juice from the Friendly Sparring <laughs> To our girl, APB, the co-host with the Mohos for sure. To Chisanga, Trouble, Kairos, 
Ashley, the MMA nerd, Mike Morgan, Tom and Sandy, uh, Tempting Tory, Brat, Miss Fight Diva, Chris over there at Unmatched MMA, Fabian, the man of mayhem, Jamal, the son of Thomas McTavish clan, also as affectionately, we love to know him around here as Cyrus King, to Chrissy, Jillian, Monica, Katie, and Jason, my underdog MMA peeps, to all the ladies of the PRG, thank you so much for your help getting the word out week in and week out. Of course, to my beloved Rhino Gang GC, Rhino Gang Gang Gang, to the future player Drea, to D Reigns, the best engineer in the biz, to Dave French, the Iron Son of Graphic Design, with another banger poster. You know, Dave French just don't miss. You don't miss on these things of Carl this week. It is so good. So I hope everybody has a wonderful, restful week. I know it's hard for you to get back from vacation. Sometimes you feel like you need another vacation to get over it, but. I hope everyone's back and, you know, getting back in the swing of things. We're going to have a great 2023. I love all you guys. And as we know, love is greater than hate. And we will see you next week. Kate Sucks!